let's uh, make our confession. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. I've been talking, uh, going on this series on the kingdom of God. I just don't know how it came. It just dropped into my heart and I decided I need to talk about the kingdom. And uh, so with Mother's Day, we went kingdom mothers. And today we'll be talking about kingdom fathers. Um, One thing that I believe every man should know. And every father, every head of a household, if you are a father, you have a wife, you have children, you are the head of your household. But one thing that I want you to know is this. And I'm going to go from scripture. John chapter 14 verse 21 says, Jesus answered and said to him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And my father will love him. And we, we will come and make our home with him. We will come and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my word. And the word you hear is not mine, but the father who sent me. The one who loves me will keep my word. And if you keep his word, the Father will love you. And we will come, there is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit will come and will make their home with you. In other words, they will come and dwell in your home as their home. So if you are a father... You are not the real father in that home. You need to recognize that. You represent the real father because God cannot lie. He is your home and God cannot be in your home and you are the father of the home. The head of the home. Yes, you represent him in the home and you are acting as a father on his behalf. Behave yourself. Because you're acting on his behalf. And he's watching everything that's going on in the home. You represent him in that home. Make his heart glad. Don't make the father uncomfortable. Make him glad to be a part of your home. And he's truly, genuinely a bigger part of the home than you know. When there is a problem in the home, that's when we come together and you tell him, that, you know, you are the real father of this home. He knows it. And you know our home, not just our home, including him, right? Our home, we have a problem. And we recognize you have all it takes. To deal with the problem. Because your resources are not limited. And you are part of our family. And we all look up to you. 
You are the head of our home. When you speak to him that way, something will break. Because he's truly the father of the home. And you have to recognize that he is. So you as the father of the home, steer the family towards loyalty to the king who is the father of your home. Steer everything that you do. Let them know you recognize him as the father of your home. The kids know who the real boss is in the home. He's him. They can see him, but with your actions and your words, they know he is here in our home. Very, very important. Another thing that you need to do as, as the one representing him in your home, declare what you want for the home. It's good to declare what you want for your home. And what you declare is what's going to happen. What you speak on his behalf. You know, I like it when God says, you, Jesus said, ask anything in my name. In other words, it's like he is the one doing the asking. And so when you ask in his name and you declare in his name, you are declaring what you want for your home in his name and it will be established. Because the scripture says, declare a thing and it will be established. There's a principle here. You know, Joshua, in Joshua chapter 24, in verse 15, he said, if he's, and I'm going to paraphrase, I have the scripture, but I'm going to paraphrase, he says, if you think it evil to serve God, you have to choose today. Say, I'm choosing today. Choose today whether you will serve the God on the other side of the river or you're going to serve the gods of the Amorites on this side. But then he said, but for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You declare it. As for me and my house, we will. That's the place of the one that is what I call, for pastors we call under shepherd. That's the under father, under him. When you declare it, God heard it. And it will be established. The children are going nowhere, but they will serve him. They will serve him because you have declared it. You know, the Bible says, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let the matter be established. And so here is one scripture that tells us that a man declared it, and I believe he followed God all the way to the end. And the children also. You have to say it. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. And the Bible says, if you use it, you eat the fruit thereof. And so Joshua declared, this is what I want for my family, and I'm sure God established it. And then if you read in Acts chapter 16, there was that jailer, uh, uh, Paul and Silas, they had been beaten, and, and, and they praised the Lord, you know the story, and the, 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 the prison was shaken by God, and there was an earthquake, and, and the, the, the God said, uh, what can I do to be saved? He wasn't asking for his family's salvation. He was asking for his own salvation. He had seen something that he could not explain. What must I do to be saved? Saved from the power of sin. Saved so from condemnation so I don't die and go to hell. I want to know your God. What can I do to get this done? And Paul said to him, believe 
in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you, not me, you will be saved. And then Paul added, and your house. You and your house. When the man takes his place in the house, for God, Satan can't come in. He can't steal your kids. He can't destroy your home. You stand as a man. That's why my wife, you know, she rightly said, you hold a key position in your home as a husband, as the father in the home. You hold a key, very serious position there. You will be saved and your house. What you want for your home, that's what's going to happen. And you declare it all the time. No matter what the devil does in the house, we have declared. Amen? We have declared. Will the man say with me this morning, As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Say it from your mouth and let heaven record it. That you have said it. You know, the Bible says, for every idle word that the man shall speak, he will give an account of it on the day of judgment. If you will give an account for an idle word, what what about the word you said in his name? When you declare, for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. They will serve God. I don't have to worry about the kids serving God. They will. They have no choice. It has been declared. And heaven has agreed. God has made his throne in the heaven and the earth must obey. Whether they like it or not. No child is going to hell. Not in this house where the father lives. No. You can read in Isaiah 54. God even said he will be your children's teacher. Yes. If he's not living in your home, how is he going to do that? Balance scripture with scripture. He's right there in your home. If you declare it, he's right there in your home. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And if you believe it, then you begin to experience it in your home. God comes into your home. And he begins, when the kids are hurting, he says, my family is hurting. And he can do something about it. Let me tell you, there are things that you as a father, when things come against your family, you have nothing to do. There's nothing, there's nothing you can do. We've experienced situations where there's nothing, we don't have the power to do anything about it. Many can solve it. Calling a friend can solve the problem. It's beyond you. But you can go to the, the father of the home. Amen. You can go to the father of the home and tell him what's going on. When the kids need something, they go to daddy, right? They don't care what you got. He said, they need a bicycle. He says, daddy, I need a bicycle. They don't know that your account is running low, right? but they need a bicycle. But with God's not like that. He has all the resources. So, declare that he is the father of the home. There is something. It's not right. 
for your wife to lead when it comes to God. The passion should start from the husband, the father. The children should see it. That this is so important to daddy. And then mommy will follow. Because that's the way it is. You don't make mommy follow. They want to follow. When you follow him, they'll follow you. The whole house. They may resist for a while. But if it's genuine and God's involved, they'll follow. They'll follow. It just has to be real with God. It's a question I'm going to be asking the men later. But this is very important. God said of Abraham, Can I hide anything from this man that I'm about to do? It's in Genesis 18 verse 17. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I'm about to do? And the scriptures made it clear. God does nothing without telling his servant the prophet. He lets them know nothing. And when, when you are working with God in your home and serving him right, he's with you. He walks with you, with you, even through difficult times. He's there with the family. And I believe that he hurts with us when we're hurting. We're crying. This is no wonder the scripture says he puts our tears in a bottle. God hides nothing. He'll let you know. I will be with you in trouble and he will deliver you. That's what it says. I can't hide anything from Abraham who is the father. Notice God says, I know him. I know him. That he will bring his children after him to walk in the way of the Lord. I know him. That's the only requirement. And God never keeps anything again from you. And he's going to be well with the family. How can God be in your home and you have wants? Hello? You settle it. God cannot be in your home comfortable and then they have to kick you from that home. Kick you, kick you out from their home. He take care of the bills. Oh yes, I really believe that. He is the God of that home. When you let him be God, he is dead and he keeps nothing away from you. Yeah, he knows there will trouble will come. To your home, yes. Satan is going to attack. But he's there to help you go through. When I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I have no reason to be afraid. Because he is with me. He, the Lord is with me. And then he prepares a table before me in the presence of the enemies. Yes! He wants the enemies to suffer as you enjoy your meal. Because they don't want you to eat. But he will say, you can watch, but you can touch them. And you can touch their meal either. That's the way it is. Recognize the father is the priest of the home. The father is the priest. We, we say that. What, what does that mean? You know, in the natural world, 
The thing is, the father is the provider. And we're looking for security. And we talk about all the, the physical things, the finances, the money. That's what the security is. But I, f- I found something in the, in the Old Testament. The, this, uh, you know, I was driving in. I got here. As God deals with me. And something dropped in my spirit. I had to go search it out. What is this? I found out because so I got the message for the offering. It's funny. Cain, when he was born, the mother says, I got a possession from God, a male. That's my possession right now. And then Abel was born. The word Abel means vanity. Don't know why the mother called, called, called I said the last time, the mothers named their children. That's the way it is. He named him vanity. And they went through a period. God had told them, if you eat of this fruit, you die. But they never saw death. They didn't see death. Because they ate and they were still alive. It was when Cain killed Abel that they finally realized, oh, this is what, that's the first thing they saw, death. First time they saw death, when Abel died, their son, their beloved son, is dead. That was kind of serious. I know you know Adam, we think about Adam, and we think he was a man, he knew God, God spoke to him. But I'm sure the pain of that day, and then them thinking in their mind, what's going to happen to us now? In the future? We lost both. One killed the other. Cain is condemned. Where is the seed to bruise the head of Satan? Where is the seed? And you know, God sent Cain out. And Cain said, you know, somebody's going to find me later and they'll kill me. And God protected Cain. But Cain started his own generation. He left the place, went to the land of Nod. And his children were the first one to know how to build cities. And his children learned how to build instruments. His children learned animal husbandry. How to raise livestock. And they also learned stuff about metals. To build metals. Use metals for tools. These were Cain's children. The one that was set apart. These were all discoveries. But then, Eve gave birth to another child named Seth. And he said, she said, well, I got another man from God. And then Seth gave birth to a child called Enos. So we've talked about the stuff that these people discovered. These were all natural things for men. But the greatest of the discovery. He says, when Nos was born, Enos, or Enoch, it's called Enos, uh, this name meant witness. It says, then they discovered, let me read the scripture here. It says, uh, in Genesis 4, verse 26, and as for Seth, to him also a son was born, and he named him Enos, then 
men began to call on the name of the Lord. The greatest discovery. Not what these others found, but this was it. This was the family God chose for his son to come through. The greatest of discovery. What I'm saying is, prayer is your number one job for the head of the house. Prayer. The greatest discovery for your family to make it. His prayer. You are the priest of the home. Your prayer life is very important. Before God. Listen to what the scripture says about Jesus. Therefore he is, Hebrews chapter 7 verse 25. Therefore he is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him. Why? Since he always lives to make what? Intercession. I thought he died. But he still has to pray. To make intercession. He is able to save to the utmost because of what? What he had done plus intercession. Prayer is not ordinary. The greatest discovery. He ever lives to make intercession for us. And so if your children are going to be secure, you as the priest of the home, you need to spend time with your God. You need to hear from Him. You need to spend time praying to Him. Speaking to Him constantly. Let Him download into your spirit direction for your home and for your family. Prayer life is very important. You hear the word, you're the priest. Samuel was prophet, priest. He prayed for Israel all the time. That's the role of the father. There are things that money cannot, problems that money can't solve. There are issues that you can do nothing about. But your greatest discovery for your comfort, for your provision, for your marriage, for your children, for their future, and everything is based on prayer. As the priest of the home, you must pray before God. Question I want to ask today. I noticed that Isaac, Jacob, when they called on God, guess what they call him? God of my father, Abraham. They prayed to their God, the God of their father. And guess what? God answers. When they say God of Abraham, God answers. Even Elijah. In First Kings chapter 18, Elijah also prayed. You know the, the contest on Mount Carmel? Yeah. And, and the prophets of Baal, they were cutting themselves, bleeding like crazy. And, and God, uh, Elijah drew near to them. He says, put the sacrifice on, cut the animals, but don't put fire. Let fire, your God bring fire from heaven to burn the sacrifice. And they prayed and cut themselves all the... And Elijah went and said, hey, listen, maybe your God is sleeping. Shout louder, maybe he'll wake up. Or maybe he's gone on a journey 
And he, she teased him. But then the time came for him to pray, and he came to ask for fire for his sacrifice. Guess what he said? The God of our father, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You remember the story? These uh, so seven sons of Sceva, they wanted to call out a demon. Remember that? And they said, come out in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches. And the demon said, okay, we know Jesus, and we know Paul, but who are you? You don't belong to Jesus, and we're not listening to you. Question is, if your children pray in the name of the God that you serve as a father, will he answer? If you're not sure, you're, you need to think about your devotion to Him. Will God answer? There's the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Will God answer? That depends on how you are handling your family, your home, your wife, your children. How you are guiding them and leading them to God's service. Because I believe if he's pleased with what's going on in the home and your children call on him and using your name, I'm very sure he's going to answer. Because he's your God. He's not just the God of Abraham. He is now my God. Didn't he say, I will come, we will come and make our living with you. So if he's living with me, I can call on him and my children can also call on him. But if they don't have confidence in your relationship with him, they can't call on him with faith in your name. They can. That's a very good question that we must search in our own heart as we divide. You know the words... Let your children see that God, and your wife as well, that God is number one in your life. Let them see a passion for God in your life. Let them know that the first thing in your life is your relationship with God. You know, children are really smart. They know uh, what you are like at home. And they also see what you are like at church. You smile at everybody at church, you know, hi brothers. And they know when they get home, terror begins. That's not, they can't call on that God. You have to be the same person, both at home in the church. Seeking God because it's important to you in life. Look, this is not about religion. It's about knowing God personally. And if you know God personally and He takes you as His own, what belongs to you belongs to Him. 
when they touch your property, it's like they have touched his property. You are mad, but he is madder. <laughs> because somebody came and invaded his home. Who can dare invade God's home? You know, Elijah said something that was funny. He said to his children, he said, if you sin against man, maybe man will intercede for you and you may be free. But when your sin is directly against God, who is going to intercede for you? He said that. So in your home, there is God. When he's comfortable in the home, things will go well. It doesn't say there won't be trouble. But things will be well. Because he's there in the home. And uh, I'd like you to know this. If you do that and you really mean it, he will make himself known in your home. And you will see things that you cannot explain. Things that you can explain. And sometimes you think of a thing. And before you think of, even before you have time to pray, he's already answered it. I've seen how he's worked with our family in situations. Even before we know the trouble will come, there's already a solution. God's able if we let him be right there in our home. The greatest gift that a father can give to his children is not that fast-moving car. Okay? That's not the greatest gift. The greatest gift, love your mother. Love your mother. There's no greater security than that. No greater security than that. I remember my daughter wrote a letter to us years ago and uh, it really it really hit me hard. Maybe it was my birthday or something. I don't know what she was hearing in school, but uh, she, she, in the card she, she had something. She was very little then. And then she wrote there, I'm so glad I have a parent and there will never be divorce in our home. And I said, Who's talking divorce? Where did you get this stuff from? Okay, where did you? Hey, Angel, we better be very careful, okay? Where's this from? I realize the security a child feels when they know mom and dad will always be together. It's a beautiful security. It's not something you can touch. It's just there. And the comfort it brings to them. Because you as a husband, you know, Michael says this all the time. Uh, the men always go, uh, you have to submit to me, I'm the head of the home. And it is, uh, if you are the woman, would you submit to you? <laughs> would you submit to you the way you're acting? Well, I don't matter, I'm the head of the house. When there is love, you know what the Bible says. Love never fails. And love is not the feelings 
stuff, okay? I love her. She's beautiful. Oh. And then when she acts differently from what you expect love to act, you go, huh? And you don't know the meaning of love anymore. Right? Love, it's like God. It doesn't waver. No matter what's going on. And love loves to serve. You see, God never told the woman to love her husband. It's usually the man. Because we represent him. And he is love. So, if you want something out of your wife, love. Amen. Oh, I, hey, you guys be careful, okay? <laughs> be careful. Love will bring the best out of her. Amen. You want something good? Love. And love means to serve. Let your children see you serving their mother. Amen. Serving. That that will stay with them. It stays with them. And then they understand what love is. Okay? Not they feel the love because that comes and goes. Goes depending on whether the food was nice tonight or whatever. It depends. How come you put too much salt in this food? And they go to third world war, okay? But love doesn't change. Love doesn't waver. Stays the same. Your children have to see that. It's consistent. No matter what's going on. You are the father of the home. You draw strength from the heavenly father. And he can strengthen you. When you are in doubt, go to the real father in the home. You know, I don't know what to do. This is really complex. Can you give me wisdom? Can you strengthen me? Can you help me to hold up myself so that this family can see what you can do? The best gift is to love your mother. That's the best gift for your children. The Bible says, husband, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. I remember I was in uh, Texas A&M and I love to go into the the dorms to witness to to witness to uh, my fellow students. And I don't know why I walked into these few girls. And as soon as I mentioned, ah, we hate Christianity because it's always talking about women submitting, submitting, submitting to their men. I didn't know this is America. Where did you get this from? So they said, I said, I said, ma'am, can I talk to you a little bit? And they said, okay. I said, now, uh, the Bible says women should submit, um, you know, the wife should submit to their husband. And, uh, but then, do you know what he asked for the man? He said the man should love his wife to the point of giving himself up, even if he comes to death. I said, it means God saying the man should die. Uh, uh, for the woman, I said, you want to be the woman or to die or the man? Which do you choose now? You want to die? This is we never thought about it that way. 
because you love to the very end. I'm going to address uh, dealing with children and then we'll conclude the message. Um, the Bible says very clearly, children, obey your parents to the Lord, in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. That's very key. It's commandment with promise. And I'm going to emphasize, you young people, you, that's not saying, please, don't understand this. That's not saying, when you are a young person, honor your father and your mother. That's not what it says. As long as your father and mother are still alive, you need to honor them. If you want, th- want things to be well with you. Because it's a commandment with promise. That it may be well with you, and you may live long on the earth. And you fathers, nothing said to the mother, you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath. But bring them up in the, tr- in the training and admonition of the Lord. What does this really mean? Don't provoke them to wrath. There is correction. But correction must be mixed with little gentleness. And if you're wrong, ask for forgiveness. Not, I am daddy, I'm never wrong. No, they know you're wrong. My children know. Many times I've, I've gone to them because I disciplined and I knew either I disciplined in the wrong way or I was completely wrong in what I was thinking. You don't brush those things on that and just like it didn't happen. They don't forget. They don't forget. He stays in their mind and I'm aware of it. And guess what's going to happen? If he continues, they get bitter. And then they get angry. And you wonder, you want them to go to church. They don't want to go. Nothing you represent means anything to them. Because you are inconsiderate. You don't understand, especially when they grow and they see what's going on. You can apologize. You can be gentle with them. But that doesn't mean you give them license to do whatever they want. But it says, don't cause them to be angry. Because when they get angry, they won't tell you that you've lost them at that point. You've lost them. You can get old and be in the nursing home. They're not coming. They're still angry. But they won't tell you. This is very important. Fathers, how you deal with the kids. If you let them loose and they do all kinds of things and you don't correct them, the same thing. When they're older, they're going to be angry because you're part of it. They see their friends that were corrected. They're better in life now. They're going to be angry at you. So there is a balance there. There is a balance. The way we treat them. For me, I am not an expert, you know. My children are still growing. But you know what gives me comfort? He lives in our home. And if I have doubts about what I'm doing, I know who to go to. He is the real father in the home. And I can draw wisdom from him. Amen? Bow your heads with me this morning. I pray that God has shared something with you today.
thank you, Lord Jesus. I pray that God has shared something with you today. And as fathers today, I want us to make a commitment with our God. A commitment to God. That as for you and your house, you will serve God. Him helping you and you want the best. And the best is guiding and leading your family to serve Him faithfully all the days of their life. How many here today will say, I need help from Jesus. I need Jesus in my life. I don't know Jesus as my Lord and Savior, but I want Jesus to be a part of my life. I want to commit my life to Him. If you're here today and you feel that way, the reason you feel that way is because God's speaking to you. Or maybe you gave your life to the Lord Jesus before, but you have not worked closely with Him, and you want to change that, and you want God to help you change that. If that's you, I want to pray for you. And God will answer the prayer and begin to do a work in your life. At the count of three, would you put your hand up? One, two, three. Is anyone here today? I see your hand back there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. After the service, uh, my brother Doug is going to be back there with uh, the material. Please uh, speak to him and he'll have some few words for you. And uh, I believe God will lead you. Also, if you're sick in the body, I my determination, I want God can heal. He's a true physician. He's the true physician, and he will heal here this morning. Would everyone join me in prayer, especially those that lifted their hands? If you're serious, you're dedicating your heart back to the Lord. Ask him to help you, and he will strengthen your life. Say with me, everyone. Father, thank you. For sending your son, Jesus Christ, into the world for me to die on the cross for my sins. Heavenly Father, I repent of every sin that I've committed against you. Forgive me and cleanse me with the blood of Jesus. Make me new. Make me a new creature. Help me to walk with my God. Thank you, Lord. Lord Jesus, I welcome you into my heart right now. Holy Spirit, fill my life and cause me to walk walk with you and to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Will you please give him a clap offering and thank God for those that have made up their minds to serve God. That's my only prayer right now for me. I live.